Friends, welcome once again to the 315 Podcast, a ministry of Jackson First Baptist Church. My name is Keith, and with me today is Chris. As always, a pastor's here at Jackson First Baptist Church. Our purpose is to give biblically the answers for the, the issues of our day. This is the second part of a two-part podcast that we really thought was going to be one, but it's been so good that we broke it into two, and our, our sub- subject matter has been an honest conversation about the subject of pain. I hope if you haven't listened to the first one that you would back up and listen to that before you listen to the second one. Uh, but today, this is part two, and we will pick up in our conversation where that we left off last time. And what are some words of wisdom that, that you may have for someone who is embattled imba- mentally and saying, okay, well, I know my symptoms, Pastor, but but how can I overcome them? Yeah. And I know we've hinted at some of the things, but yeah. what would be some practical steps that you give them? And thank you for that kindness of allowing me to do that. There's about seven things that I I wrote down that I I just really believe we got to deal with. You do have to take every thought before somebody who knows. Mm. And and God, first of all, know. And you say, well, I do that. Well, we know that means taking it before the Word of God. And and folks will open a Bible and say, well, I was in Numbers. The first six chapters, I got nothing. One of the things people need to do uh, is not only to have a Bible— but have the wisdom of fellow believers who can show you where to go. I believe every every Christian should have counseling once a year. Sherry and I, at once a year, will either sit together by ourselves. There's 10 questions that I ask her, and she asks me every year. I think that I tell every couple I do marriage counseling, premarital counseling, come back in a year. <clears throat> Most people, they try to battle it alone. So you take every thought captive by getting in the Word and with somebody who knows the Word. A, a, a great topical Bible helps. Um, re, having a concordance, that's keywords for the, uh, if you're going through pain. I actually, actually just uh, on, on my gateway app that I have, I just put, put in the search engine the word pain. And all, you know, 394 scriptures came up. Yeah. And, and it's just people think, wow, I could do that. Yes, you can. You also have to reject lies and views that your mental pain is your fault. Because the devil's like, you know, you did this to yourself. You have to reject that. I mean, I, I, I reject the fact that I put this in my mind. Now, I'm created with a sinful mind, but I've been redeemed by the Lord, and now I have the mind of Christ. It's, it's not that. Um, and again, remember that the source of the pain, as we've already alluded to, is brokenness in the world. People will cause you pain. Yeah. People will say things flippantly, as you've already alluded to, and they don't even know it. I mean, because it becomes part of the DNA. You know, if, if you're in a good, if your mind is good and I walk up to you and kid you, you're going to be okay. But yeah. if your mind's not, I mean, you're like, whoa, and same way with me. Yeah. And so what we have to know is we have to have the mind of Christ. Yeah. And, and the pain is real. Uh, never believe anything that would further hurt your life or hurt those around you. If, if I get in my, folks, if you get in your mind, I, I need to lash out. Or I'm going to be angry with someone. Uh, Sherry deals with physical pain. Mm-hmm. She deals with, with with chronic migraines. She'll have anywhere from ten to twelve a month. Um, we've been to the doctors everywhere. Some people it's just the course of their life. Either you get on medication and you just can't. You know, you just you're like a zombie, or you have to work through it. I yeah. know when she's really battling it, and when she's really battling it, what I do is help her along that, yeah. uh, and we have to help each other. And, and don't hide it and don't allow it to dictate to you. God is a redeeming God. 
and you're a child of the king, and if you keep in your mind, I'm, a, I'm the king's kid, it really, really helps you. Uh, and, and give God your pain. Mentally, God, I, I have to, Chris, I know it may not seem that, but I have to do that. Yeah. I have to, I have to every day. Uh, it happened this week, and I was talking to, to another brother through something, and I, I was like, I went straight to God and said, God, is there any validity in this? And, you know, he's like, how in the world do you, how does God speak? Open the Bible. As a pastor, First and Second Timothy is my manual. Uh, mm-hmm. As a Christian, Philippians is my manual. I go there every time because Philippians 4, 7, and 8, he talks about think on these things. And you, if you'll go those particular things, and then after that, I just have people in my life, like you or whoever, like, mm-hmm. hey, what are you thinking? And, folks, we, we need that to get. And there's so much more, uh, but I, I just want to tell you, that God mentally is never wrong. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It is. Yeah. Well, and and what I liked about um, your seven points, and and you actually had written it under your first one, Yeah. um, is that in these steps, you're the one that becomes in charge and not Mm -hmm. your emotions. And I think sometimes the battle of the mind, our emotions dictate our reaction instead of, us dictating and and so I, I think these are great steps for us to work through um, when we are embattled and uh and and knowing that if i am wanting a way out of it then i gotta put my step forward yeah. to to work toward it and and i know it's hard but the first step's always the hardest but once we begin stepping um then we realize that god has more for us and, and that he can work through it let, let me Try to dig a little deeper out of your your thought process right here. Just came yeah. to me. Did I hear you correctly that maybe there's people that want to stay in that mental state for a little bit? I I think it can. Um, and 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 part of it is in the battle of the mind. Is if I'm not getting the attention that I want, I'm going to take measures to get that attention. And so what we create is this um, victim mentality. And it's not that you're not a victim. I mean, things aren't going your way and things are painful to you, but you use all of your circumstances to turn your attention. And what you'll do is you'll embellish the truth or lie about how serious something is just so that you can impart empathy and sympathy from others so that you get that that emotional response of, of love. And so you'll stay in it deeper because what you're realizing is if I do this, then what I'm going to create in them is they're going to come when I call or they're going to answer when I do it. And so I'm not wanting out of that because now I have attention. You know, we're, I've been reading some books about how to help Josiah welcome a new baby brother. And uh, he's a loving kid. He's done great with the other babies here mm-hmm. at the church. He but I know it's going to be different when we have a baby in the home. And one of the guards on that is is a lot of the parenting books and things say, don't be surprised if your child regresses because they're not getting the attention that they once had fully from you. And And I think that sometimes in our minds is, well, now that someone, you know, news coming, uh, I'm not getting what I used to have, so I'm going to act out or act differently to get that 
and I, I think that's where a lot of people want to stay is because they start getting that emotional response and they're like, okay, so now what do I do to get that from them again? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people stay is, and it's not saying I, that we don't love people through it, but even that side of the mental battles, one, we have to help them realize that like, I love you. You don't have to be in pain for me to love you. Um, and, and I still care for you, but we got to realize that a flat tire is not something that the world's going to end over. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's a flat tire, you have roadside assistance, call them, (laughs) you know, like how to mature in your walk and, and so not making everything an extreme big deal just so that you feel like you're loved in that moment. And yeah. I, I think that's that's a major battle for not careful that we'll desire to stay in that maybe isn't isn't long term gonna produce yeah. the results and it's, that God it's a, has. It's a dysfunction, yeah. uh, certainly. But I wanted I want you to talk about that because it just came into my mind. That's an area that a lot of times mentally we don't talk about. One of the things that we do in ministry is here. I always say this, I, I am not going to forward you by your dysfunction. Yeah. Because if if someone acts out of dysfunction, for other words, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I'm not going to do that. And, folks, if you're helping someone through that, you, you, you cannot compensate. Because that, that ena- we use the word enable. Yeah. That enables that person to continue uh, in that dysfunction. And one of the hardest mental things that you do is, is when is the time to do that? Yeah. Uh, I think it's always the time to do that. Because you'll yeah. you'll you'll do that with Josiah. You won't allow him to do that. No. And and folks, if you're helping somebody, or you, you probably should reach out. If you're on the opposite side of that, I, you know, sometimes I'll say this to the Lord because it's scriptural. God crushed that in me. Yeah. And I'm married to a godly woman whose acts of kindness and help and love and service and sacrifice to me is beyond measure. And one of the greatest things that she has is the strength of mind to not let me do that mentally. Mm. And again, that goes back to connectivity in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes because of my own pain and struggle, if I'm always the victim in every circumstance of life, mm. I don't realize the pain I cause the other people, Yeah, which cause them not to want to endure with me, but can cause resentment that's unnecessary in their heart. And so... I would rather, what, what I'm, I guess I'm trying to speak to is that we would desire harmony and yeah, well, that's good. In Christlikeness over a, a pleasure, because essentially it's pleasure. I want to be loved. I want to be cared for. I want to be pleased. If we can desire relational value more than self-pleasure, I think that would help us out of our victim mentality. Yeah. And this is a good. I think this is a good probably segue into our third third section of our time. And I and I, sus, I suspect that uh, this this we've almost gone an hour and we've got some time to go. This may be a two part of that, <laughs> that 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 our media director breaks it into. But there's there's physical pain, there's mental pain, and and then there's spiritual pain. Spiritual pain is non physical pain that can make physical and spiritual pain worse. So actually, it's in reverse, uh, Pastor. If I'm spiritually strong in Christ, then I can handle these others better. Yeah. But but spiritual pain is real. It is, and uh, and sometimes our those other pains can impact this. But I think you're right, right up the front. If I can 
If I can be right with Christ, then the others become enduring. If I'm not right with Christ, then I, my chance of endurance or preservation yeah. is going out the window. Yeah. I, I looked up a, a website called uh, OSF Healthcare. They dealt with it more as far as your spirit being uh, not necessarily what we, when we say spirit, we thought the spirit of Christ, now that you're in Christ spiritually. We, we're born spiritually dead. We don't have a relationship with Christ, and God brings us to spiritual life. But the article I read said this, that people in their, their, their spirit, um, in, in their psyche of their life, that they, they struggle in four different areas with meaning, with forgiveness, with relationship or relatedness, and with hope. Some people really spiritually do, they do struggle. We talk about our students. It is a terrible struggle if you don't know the meaning of life and your purpose in life. Yeah, I mean, that's the foundation right from the get go. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what is God's will? You know, what is God's desire? Is there, is there a God? And so we're pursuing um, truth and, and sometimes we, accept a statement that maybe not be true because it makes us emotionally feel right. Um, but then on the other side, when we come to understanding of who Christ is mm -hmm. and his truth, then it gives us a foundation to build upon. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think it was one of the, one of the recent services talked about how struggle is, you know, some kids will get to the point like if one more person asks me what I'm going to yeah. do in my life, I'm going to throw up. Spiritually speaking, you have to come to a place that you trust that God's in charge, hmm. which goes back all the way to the beginning of that we, we live in a broken world and that God is over that. He has a better plan for our lives. But spiritually, people just struggle with so many areas. It, I call it like this. Something gets locked up in you. Yeah. And when something gets locked up in you, uh, the author of this article said this, there may be a pain that stems that you can't forgive somebody else or you can't forgive yourselves, you can't forgive God. Uh, our lives are not intended to be a, a, a darkened dungeon. They're intended by God to be a liberating. John 18, 36, the, the Spirit is going to set you free if you believe in Jesus. And the, and the good news of all this, my brother, is in Revelation 21 and 4, it says someday there'll be no more pain. Mm. Yeah, and, and this... You know, the article that you mentioned and how it builds upon it. each one is, you know, we talked about meaning, so there's a foundational one, and then that moves into your relationships through forgiveness and yeah. and how you relate good and bad. Uh, but then it it, end, it ended with the, the word hope. That's right. And, and I think sometimes when we look at this word, um, if, if I don't have a meaning, then there is no hope for me because I'm, I just, I'm being swayed to and fro, but how, how in scripture does hope transition from a wish to a certainty? How would you answer that? Well, I, I'd use what you used last night. Hebrews 11, one is that you come to a place. The world has hope. It's an expectation that this might happen, mm -hmm. but hope in the scripture is based on a solid foundation that God has said it, and you have the assurance of that and the evidence. The evidence is those who've seen it in their generation. Yeah. I, I, I know family, I give example of a family that I know that everybody in their family was mentally, physically, and spiritually uh, messed up. But this one person chose, as a young person, that when the gospel presented to them, that they embraced every part of it. 
They, they began memorizing Scripture, and they, they began to say who I am in Christ. They, they began to claim in the promises of God. And I watched that person begin to come out of that lifestyle. And so for me, hope is the confident expectation of what he's already said that's going to come to be in my lifetime uh, at some point. Yeah. And so I, I just, uh, for me spiritually, when, you, when, when, when somebody says to me, I got hope, and then they, they waver, yeah. they didn't have a foundation with that. And what you taught last night is so evident, true, that when you have that, you realize he's a creator, or the creator is a sustainer, and he is the soon-coming king. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, that, that's how I would answer the question. You know, which I think is so good for us to be mindful of is that uh, when we have Christ, we don't just receive salvation and then that's it. And he's like, all right, now go do what you want. Yeah. He sets us forth um, with, a, with his plans and his ways, but not just to, to no avail. It's like you, I'm setting you forth on this path because of what I have is so much greater than what you'll endure on this earth. Well, the secular man would say this, well, just have the viewpoint this too will pass. Christians can say that too, but we add this caveat. This too shall pass, and you will have progressed, you will be productive, yeah. and God, and I hate I, I, to alliterate things like I do, but, but there's a prize at the end. Yeah, The prize is the hope of heaven, eternal life, and glory uh, in Amen. Christ Jesus. So we don't just suck it. I think you said earlier, we don't just suck it up. We, we lean into that hope. Yeah. And trust that God will work through it and, and through us. And and uh, I like the, the verse that we have down here in Revelation 21, 4, that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying Amen. nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And, and let me give you another one, Psalm 42, 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I again shall praise him my salvation and my God. You know, Solomon, uh, under God's anointing, wrote Ecclesiastes. And a lot of people stay away from Ecclesiastes because, I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's nothing new on the sun and you know, vanity of vanity. But there's so much opposite truth in that uh, because he's saying this. If you will learn this early, when the yeah. difficult days come at chapter 12, as you would say, when you get older. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but not only that, as you let's look at it this way, folks, as you listen. And thank you all for staying with us in this. I, for me, I'm, I'm encouraged by what I've heard today. But as, as you get older, there's more stuff in your mind. Yeah. Um, and and I, I tell Sherry now, her and I both, hey, you have to take out something before you can put something else in because you don't have any more room. Yeah. Uh, you may still have a little bit more room, but I know I don't. So I have to <laughs> I have to detox. So if the earlier you get this truth in your mind, the better you're going to be. Because when you get older, I, I, I back to Beaver, his, his wife is going through dementia. One of our older pastors, his wife is going through that now. But I watch him struggle for a minute. But then all of a sudden, his mind will call back the Word of God. Mm. And you see that encouragement. Yeah. And so spiritually um, speaking, then there's two things that we need to do. Uh, the first being is that we need to give it to Jesus. Amen. And the second is that we need to help others in their pain. Um, it's a twofold yeah. transaction. And J- James says it so well when he says, let him who know, who, who turns a sinner from the error of his ways, mm. saves a soul from death. I believe if we apply what we've learned today, uh, Pastor, that suicide rates will go down. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I believe that there'll be more miracles. I, I just do. I, I just, with all my heart, I'm seeing God just do the, these great miracles. Uh, I, I believe that people will be saved, uh, and and I believe, and I, I don't believe that the world's going to get better. The world system is not intended to, because it's mm-hmm. evil system, and the system can't get redeemed. Uh, but I believe that before the Lord comes, that we, the people of God, will get better and better. Yeah. As we approach that light. And so, man, we, we've had a ton today, haven't we, as you wrap us up? Yeah, yeah, we did. We had a lot that we covered uh, through physical, mental, and spiritual pain. And there may be things that we have highlighted that um, you are working through. And again, we remind you that you don't have to do that alone. Um, our Amen. church family um, is available to you. If you don't have a church family, we'd love for you to come and join us on Sundays and Wednesdays or reach out. Um, to us and, and we'd love to connect with you. Um, if you're not local and need help finding a church, again, we'd love to help you uh, find a church um, so that you don't have to walk through this. And there may be additional questions that stem from what we discussed and and you may want us to talk about that in future podcasts. You can reach out to us. All of our contact information is in the description of our uh, whatever Uh, platform you're listening to us on on our our podcast Um, and again we ask that you would share and and let others know uh, about our podcast that that may too be an encouragement to them Uh, so we thank you for listening and we look forward to being with you every other thursday for this year at 315